Dive into fall with everything to power your big ideas during Dell's Labor Day event. Save up to $300 on select Dell XPS and Alienware systems powered by Intel Core processors. Save on top accessories like Dell monitors, docks, and other popular tech essentials. Limited quantity deals go live each weekday through September 8th with free shipping on everything. Call 800 by dell for Labor Day event savings. That's 800 by dell Welcome to Zamora Presents The Natural Hair Chronicles. I am your coach and mentor, Tanika Outerbridge. Some people call me T. Some people call me Nika. What I don't want you to call me is ma'am or Miss Tanika. Don't make me feel like an old lady. (laughs) Anyway, I'm here to teach you about locks, braids, and uh, natural hair, business, health, and wellness. And um, you can find me on Instagram at Tanika Outerbridge or Facebook. And um, you can find uh, the live podcast on ZamoraNaturalHair.com where you can find all of the podcasts that we have recorded. Hmm. So lovely. So lovely. Welcome. 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 Okay. Welcome. So today's topic is cosmetology school versus braiding school. So of course I have the natural hair and braid school and, you know, I do get a lot of, of cosmetology students that contact us and attend the courses or people who have their cosmetology license or people getting their license. We do get a lot of that. And, you know, I get a lot of questions about, you know, cosmetology school, braiding school, what's better, what should one do, how does one go about it, I don't know, I'm just trying to do hair, but I don't know what the government is saying I should do. And so I'm going to kind of give you guys a synopsis of the difference between cosmetology school and braiding school. And I'm going to give you the difference between you know, taking braiding classes in a state that does not require a license versus a state that requires a license. There is, that's two different things. So it's kind of like three different, you know, situations happening. And I'm going to explain it to you and break it down so that you know what it is you, you, what you want to do, right? So let's start with cosmetology schools. Cosmetology school is for someone to go to school here in the area the hours are 1500 hour each state has its own requirement of hours some states it's a thousand some maybe 1700 you have to contact your cosmetology state board to see how many hours you need for your cosmetology license or you can call a cosmetology school and ask them that What you learn in cosmetology school is 
what you need to know to pass your test to get your license. This is kind of where the disconnect happens, right? For people who go to cosmetology school thinking they're going to learn natural hair. And the only reason why you don't learn natural hair in cosmetology school is because it's not a part of the test. So just like regular school, you know, elementary, junior high, high college, you only learn what you need to learn to pass your exams. That's why when you leave college, you still got to go out in the real world and get a job and get the experience and get the things that you need because you didn't learn it in school. So that's usually where the disconnect happens. People think they're going to school to learn everything. Cosmetology school. Cosmetology school is set up so you can pass your cosmetology exam. If it's not on the exam, you don't, you most likely will not learn it unless you're in a specialty school that says, Hey, we're going to teach you some extra things. Very rare. And if it happens, you are spending a lot more money on your education, like Paul Mitchell and Aveda. They're, those schools are, are top schools for a reason because they teach you some specialty things that regular cosmetology schools don't teach you. So you kind of leave out as a specialist in Paul all things Paul Mitchell or all things Aveda. And that's what makes them, you know, top branded schools and they can charge triple amount of what regular schools charge. Because when you leave those schools, you actually can go into Aveda salons and uh, Paul Mitchell salons and go into those branded salons a lot more easier had you not gone and taken uh, classes at those schools. So there's some advantages of that. So what you will learn in cosmetology school is hair cutting, coloring, rod sets, uh, roller sets, um, manicures, pedicures, facials, waxing, and um, some schools, black schools will teach you how to use the irons. Uh, flat irons, whatever you want to call it. And um, <clears throat> that's not mandatory, but, and I don't even know if the black schools actually teach you. What it is, is you end up in school with stylists, people who already know how to do hair and they teach you. So let me say that. The, sometimes the school is not teaching you, you're learning from other students and you get to practice while you're in school using irons and things like that. But it's not mandatory. Blow drying skills, mandatory. Curling irons, not so mandatory. So some schools, and depending on your area, would depend on what you really learn. If you're in a predominantly white area, you learn predominantly white styles. If you go to school in a predominantly black area, you learn black styles. It's just how it is. Like if you work in a salon that's in the white area, you're doing white hair. If you work in an area that has black, a black salon in a black area, you do black hair. It is segregated like that. It's not intentional. It's just because it's a local thing. It's a local business. It's the schools where it's set up. Those are what the people want to learn. That's what they teach. That's the, the, the customers they work on and things like that. My advice, if you're thinking about going to cosmetology school, my advice is to go to a well-rounded school, a school that teaches you both, not just black not just white, none of that just teaches you both. So make sure you go and and I can tell you right now, like Aveda, <clears throat> Aveda is good at 
working with both black and white hair. And I think there's one in D.C., um, if I'm not mistaken. I know there's one in Virginia, but I think there's one also in D.C. So finding out where, you know, the school is and what kind of hair they do is really important. Um, and you want you want some place that is going to um, cater to what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. So some people, some people want to cut hair. Some natural hairstylists want to cut hair. They want to color hair. If you're that person, then most likely you're going to have to double down on your education. You're going to have to do cosmetology school and a natural hair and braid school. So you can get both sides of the world. You're not going to get everything in one. You have to broaden your horizons Save that change so you can afford to go to both if this is what you want to do. That was my path. I went to cosmetology school, did my 1500 hours, got my license, and I trained in natural hair. I actually was an intern and I trained that way. And because um, <clears throat> when I was in, 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 you know, in the younger days, they didn't have natural hair and braid schools. Y'all are lucky now. <laughs> You can get formal training. So I had to learn by being on the job and training that way. So if you're a natural hairstylist and you know that you know that you know you want to do color and cuts, you need to go to cosmetology school. Just buckle down, deal with it. There's some stuff you're not going to learn. Oh, relaxes. I forgot to add. You do learn relaxes, perm rods, and um, the chemical portion of that. You do learn that in cosmetology school. And you're going to learn those things. And you're going to be well-rounded before it. Now, if you are a natural hairstylist and and if you want to be a natural hairstylist and you want to make money, my advice is plan to go to cosmetology school. We make most of our money by doing color. Hairstylists overall. Color is your number one revenue stream all day, all day long. So... Um, if you really want to, and this is outside of braiding, I'm talking about natural hairstyling. A braider is is something different. A loctician is something different. If you're trying to be a natural hairstylist, if you master color and cuts, you will have customers for days on days on days on days. And if you master color on locks, oh my gosh, you'll be bringing in the dough all day long. People don't know how to color locks. They be jacking them locks up. And if you can master that, that can be a whole niche just for you. But you got to go to school. Yes, you do. It is against the law to do color without a license. I see y'all do it all the time, all day long. Y'all doing color and cuts and you ain't got no license. Poor clients. I feel for them. Y'all be setting them up (laughs) all day long. Um, But, you know, you have to have your license to do a color and cut. But y'all do it anyway. So that's kind of the gist of cosmetology school. Cosmetology schools usually qualify for financial aid and for student loans, right? Um, Natural hair and braid schools, not so much in a non-licensed state, So I'm going to give you the breakdown of that. Natural hair and braid and lock schools, if they are in a non-licensed state, 
There are no regulations and you can open up a training center. You can't call them schools. So normally like we are, we are based in Maryland and Maryland does not regulate natural hair or braiding. And that means also that a stylist does not need a license to work. And I don't need any kind of special license to teach either in the state of Maryland. DC, which is just right down the road, requires a license. And what that means is you need to go to a cosmetology school to get your license. Right now, the only schools I know in DC that, you know, can get you your license in DC is cosmetology schools that have now opened up a segment for natural hair. You do not see natural hair in a lot of cosmetology schools in states that require a license because it's not profitable. That's all to it. It's not profitable. So why should they create a whole new program for about four or five students? You know, the turnover for people who go to school is so high anyway, let alone a turnover for a new industry. So it's not profitable for them. So they don't open up programs. And that's why you guys have a hard time finding natural hair schools and braid schools and things like that. You guys always come at me with the question of, are you accredited? I am not an accredited school. And I think if this is a term that you guys are just used to saying and you don't really know what that means, because accreditation doesn't mean you're a valid school. And accreditation is just a fee you pay, a whole application process, and a fee you pay to say you're accredited. That's all it is. It don't mean you're better or worse or whatever. It doesn't mean any of that. And so it doesn't matter if a school is accredited or not. The question you should be asking is, is the school um, associated with the state board so you can get your license? That's what you need to ask. There, You don't have to be accredited to grant someone their certification so they can get their license. And so you need to ask different questions so that you can get the education that you need. Right? Um, okay, so in a non-licensed state, you don't need a license. You don't have to get any formal training. You don't have to do any of that. My advice is to still get the training that you need because every Joe Schmo is calling themselves a natural hair and braider. And y'all be setting people up all willy nilly all day long. Like I see it. People come to me and be like, Tanika, look at this. This person did this and they did that. And they told me to use this. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all watching YouTube and you're calling yourselves professionals. And I love YouTube. Like I love it all day. But YouTube cannot make me a doctor. It cannot make me a certified plumber or none of that. I can watch stuff and learn stuff from it. But does is it all facts on there? Especially with the hair thing. They be telling y'all straight lies sometimes. It's content. They're content creators. They're not hairstylists. They're content creators. And once you get that in your head, you get to enjoy the videos a little bit more. You know, they're just content creators. They sell. They're, that's their job. They're not hairstylists. They don't get paid to do hair. They get paid to sell you stuff, to sell you content, to sell you certain products, you know, certain things or services or whatever they're promoting. 
That's their job. That's what they're there to do. And that's fine. The majority of them. There are some YouTubers that are actual hairstylists and you can kind of, you know, pay attention to what they're saying and they're doing. But for the most part, you can't learn everything you need to learn on a YouTube for hair. You can get some good info, but you can't learn everything. And then that's when you would start getting some formal training that you may find. Um, as far as braiding, the same thing. And that's why you see so many African braid shops in certain areas. When it's not regulated, then anybody can open a shop. And that's why you go to some of them braid shops and they dirty, they nasty, they funky, they mean, all that kind of stuff. Not cool. It's not regulated, right? So anybody can open it. You don't need a license for it. And, you know, for the client, it is high risk. I feel like it's high risk that people are not required to have a license. And that's always a big debate. Should they just want us to have a license because they don't want us to make money? No, but you guys are setting up clients. You are, you know, causing permanent damage in their hair. You're doing things to people that's just not right. And you need some formal training. That's all to it. Um, so that's for the states that do not require a license. If you are in a state that requires a natural hair or braid license, and, and, and just so you know, they call it a braid license. And the braid license means that you can do all things natural, locks, twists, um, braids, natural hairstyles, and stuff like that. So as you're doing your research for your state, you look up braiding license. They do not call them natural hair license because a natural hair person can go to a regular salon. But, you know, braids, regular salons don't do braids. So there is categorized under braids. Um, so once you figured out if your state and you look it up, and sometimes it's hard to look up. I'm working on a blog to give you guys all the info, what state is required or not. And just doing this blog and doing the research is exhausting because they don't have all the information ready available. And some states you have to go or call the cosmetology board and ask them, do you, do I need a braider's license to do braids? And they will tell you. Some states don't allow you to call. Now that COVID, you can't call nobody a lot of times. And so you have to just kind of do your research online. You start off at the cosmetology board and then you go through and see if they have a braid license. That's just how that works. Braiding license will either be, I've seen some states have a braiding license under barbering. And barbering is separate from cosmetology. So you look up, you know, barbering license, cosmetology license, braiding license in your state. Some states are actually in the middle of changing laws as I speak because of the Crown Act. Look it up. And so what you may have needed a license last year, but now you don't need a license. So you still need to stay up on top and see what's mandatory and what's not. I can't tell you every state and what's and what's and what's and what. You got to go and do your own research and figure out what state you are in and what state you're going to need your license. And your license is supposed to be where you work. So in an area where I'm at right now in the DMV, Maryland, DC, Virginia, it's all connected. It's all like one happy place. And that means that you could live in, in, uh, 
in DC and work in Maryland, right? You don't need a, a license in where you're working, not where you live, but where you're working. You need a license. So if you live in DC, you can come out and, you know, do hair in Maryland or Virginia. But if you choose to do hair in DC, you need a license. Okay. So, okay, so you're in a state that requires a license. Some states require you to have an actual cosmetology license. This is the crazy one. Requires you to have a cosmetology license to braid hair, but they don't teach braiding. Go figure. The shenanigans that's happening in this world. (laughs) Now, to me, that's straight robbery. Like, that's just straight robbery. So you got to get your cosmetology. You got to do 1500 hours and then you got to go outside of that later and then learn how to braid. It is what it is. You can move, but if you choose to stay, that's the law. Obey the law. I don't advocate for breaking the law at all. That is bad karma. We don't do them things. So once you figure it out that you're going to stay, you got to do that cosmetology license, just buckle down, get it done and move on with your life. Open up your salon and opening businesses in the natural hair industry is a whole nother realm too. I'm not going to get into that. We're just getting into the schooling part of it, right? Um, if you're going to do, um, let's say, and this is a question a lot of clients ask, how come the braid salons don't wash my hair. Why I gotta wash my hair before I get my hair braided? Because it's the law. So for a braid salon in the state of Maryland, you cannot shampoo or blow dry hair because that is considered cosmetology. And that's why they do not wash or blow dry your hair. Sometimes they'll do, they'll stretch it out a little bit, but they're not doing a hard blow dry. And that's the reason why it is the law. They cannot shampoo or wash your hair because if they do, they need a a cosmetology license. And some natural hair and braid shops do hire licensed people. You have to find out, you have to ask to find out who's licensed, who's not or whatever, if you're concerned about it. If you're not, it's okay. The salon franchise blow dry bar has this petition going on all over the U.S. so that they can open up more franchises to create a license, a blow dry license, which has been passed in many states. But again, if it's not profitable for the school, the school has no training for it. So there is a way for you to, you know, get, if you find a school, to get your blow dry license and you'll be able to wash and blow dry clients if you're in a state. No, if you're in Maryland, because I don't know what the other state requires. If you're in the state of Maryland and you want to wash and blow dry hair, you can get a blow dry license. So you can do that along with braiding. Um, and it's a, it's like a, just a few hundred hours and you just have to find who has the training or not. Right. So you have to know your laws to see what you can and cannot do for your state. I don't know every state y'all be thinking I know everything, but I don't just, I don't, I don't, I just don't. <laughs> anyway, you will, you figure out what it is you need to do. What do you want to do as a stylist? If you want to do cuts and color, 
you have to get your cosmetology license and you will be happy that you did that. I have so many opportunities because I have my cosmetology license and, you know, but if, if you just want to just be a solo stylist and you just want to do natural hair and braiding, you know, you don't want to get any bigger than that, then, you know, a natural hair braid license would just be good for you. But if you feel like you want to do color, you want to do shampoos, you want to do blowouts and all of that other stuff, you have to get your license. And then you have to, after you get your license, you have to, you know, get your, um, your braiders license or learn and trade train in braiding. I have students all the time who are actually in cosmetology school and take our class at the same time. So when they're done, they're done with all the training. They take their tests for their license and they can move on with their lives. I say do that one and done. Decide on a year, bust that year out, cosmetology school, braid school, and then move on and you'll be good for it. And the benefit of that too is in times like this, when economic hardships are happening, you can go anywhere with your license. You can go work at JCPenney's and get full benefits and all that kind of stuff. And, or you can go to blow dry bar, you know, you can start off in franchise salons and, you know, as you're building your natural hair and braid schools right out of school, like right out of school, you can go into these places and have a job. The cool thing about what we're doing at Zamora is, you know, we, we are, doing the same thing here. You guys can do, join the work to learn program and the work to learn program is equivalent to a cosmetology student working on the clinic floor. So the salon area in a school, cosmetology school, they call that the clinic floor. So here in the work to learn, I've set it up so you can learn on the floor and have real life experience and be able to take that wherever you plan on taking that, whether it's your own business or another salon or something like that. And so I've just kind of dissected our program. So it's equivalent to cosmetology school, but you get to pick out what you want from it. It's not all mandatory. So you can do your natural hair and braid certification learn all things natural hair and braids, and that be that. That's your bookwork, your theory, you learn your techniques, and that be that. And then you can practice on your own. You can also get that and then add on the work to learn where you have the theory, the bookwork, the techniques, and now you get to actually practice on actual clients. You're working on actual clients. And... um once you've done that, okay, then you want to do, you know, I have people who just want to do locks. They just want to be locticians. That's it. So that's why we have the loctician program separate because so many lock students, everything used to be all in one. And then everybody was asking me, can I do this and not this? Can I do this and not this? Y'all be driving me nuts sometimes. And so I just dissected the whole program and everything is separate. And you could pick from it what you want, what's going to work for what you need to do. And so the loctician is separate. And you can also do that as a work to learn. Now, I have partnerships with salons all over and I can get students in a lot of different salons in a lot of different cities. If you're ready for that, New York, um, Virginia, um, North Carolina, and I'm working on California. I'm working. Calif- that California thing is a whole different beast. So I'm working on that. 
Um, but uh, Seattle, I got students in uh, Seattle. And so, you know, getting getting the experience is how you really build your skill in this industry. You got to start working on um, working on, you know, get, gaining, you know, the techniques and 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 perfecting it. Uh, I, somebody has some questions. If I could see, I could read it. Uh, Sakithia, you have so many questions. <laughs> um, so in order for me to get a license, I will need to do the hours. If you're talking about the cosmetology license or the natural, you got to tell me which license you're talking about. And then I can answer that question. Um, and so, um, yeah, knowing knowing your laws, knowing what you can and cannot do is important. You have to do your own research. I do not do that research for you. And, you know, once you know that, then you know how to move forward. Some states do not allow you to take online courses. You have to actually do all your hours in person. That's a question you have to ask your state board. I cannot answer that question. And you have to ask it right before you take the class. Cause like I said, laws are changing all the time. I have tons and tons of students from New York and that New York law changes on a regular basis. Sometimes they need 500 hours, 300 hours, 200 hours. What? And now they're talking about getting rid of the license in New York. So you have to really be on it and just every now and then pick up the phone and call your cosmetology state board to see what is required to get your license. Do you need a license? Um, The Crown Act is going around from state to state, the people, the lawyers, and they are busting down the doors as far as license requirements in states. They're just chopping them down one by one. And so check your state because they may have not gotten there yet. And when they do get there, they're going to chop that down too. Um, So just, you know, be informed about what you're doing. We have our classes that are actually starting tomorrow. If you're trying to get on board, you get on board now or you'll wait till May. We do not run classes regularly, like every day, every month and things like that. I run them every three months so you can join. And that's another difference. Cosmetology school, they have open enrollment. You can join anytime you want. I think like once a month they have enrollment and things like that versus, you know, braid schools. You have to figure out the dates that they've opened. There is no um, financial aid um, available to students in states that are not in um, states that require a license. You know, states that require a license are able to get some type of funding or, you know, assistance with the financial aid because they can legitimately call themselves a school. And you can only call yourself a school if your state requires it as a license. There's so many formalities of this and you got to know it to know it. <laughs> so know it. <laughs> anyway, I hope this helps you guys. Uh, oh, Sakithia, natural hair. And um, so if your state requires a license, like I said, you have to contact them and see what they require and how many hours they require. 
Each state is different. Some states require, like I said, New York, I think right now New York is down to 300 hours. Philly, I think is about 300 hours too. Um, Some states require you to have the whole 1500 hours as a cosmetology student. So you have to figure out what state you have to, you know, whatever state you're in and figure out uh, what hours are required to get your license for that state. And, you know, if you're in, cause I know you're in the program and, you know, find out if they will take online classes and if they don't take online classes and like you're already in the program, there are ways where we can work out where you'll come here, you'll take classes here. And that way you can, you know, have the right training that they require for your license. But if you're in Maryland and uh, Virginia, you don't need a license. A couple of years ago, Virginia required a license and they just scratched that off. So, you know, if it's not profitable, the state don't want all that trouble. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, scratch that, start over. (laughs) Anyway, um, I hope that helps uh, someone out there in the internet world. (laughs) Someone out there in the internet world, if you're going to join the class, you better join it right now because I will be busy teaching for the next five days. Y'all will not see my beautiful face no time soon. (laughs) Unless you a student. (laughs) All right. Peace. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.